Hi, this is Cynthia Concordia, and welcome to our episode 6 of season 2 here at that Dream to Rise podcast. Were you in a complicated marital situation? Did it end in a divorce? The end of a marriage can be devastating and it's perfectly reasonable if you're upset during this righteous time. Divorce is one of the most difficult things that a person can go through. It's hard on both the husband and the wife and can be especially tough on the children. But the question is, are you blaming yourself for the end of your marriage? Will you be able to get over it? Let us listen to our guest, Debbie Fourth Wigley, a divorce coach, who will share with us her agony in terms of going through her divorce after her husband got into an accident. She blamed herself and had to go through a lot of learning to discover her gift. Let's check it out. Hello, welcome to our uh, Dream to Rise podcast, our sixth, uh, sixth, uh, sixth episode. Uh, and we have um, another special guest, who a lady now. <laughs> and uh, she's actually a factory working mom of three turned mission-based uh, businesswoman is dedicated to empowering women over 40 to create self-trust and rediscover themselves after divorce using rapid reprogramming coaching. I'm just curious about what is rapid reprogramming coaching. Probably she'll give us uh, some uh, details about this one and we could learn from her. Again, yes, her a mother of three and her favorite hobbies are reading and hiking. And without further ado, I would like to introduce you to our special guest, Debbie Fort Wigley. Hello, Debbie. Hi, so happy to be here. Excited to have this wonderful conversation with you and, and experience all the fun conversations we're gonna have together. Oh yes, very enlightening for sure. Most especially those who have gone through the same uh, journey which you've had and the same uh, challenges and I'm sure our listeners will be able to pick up so many things from you and uh, by the way um, Debbie is um, used to used to uh, work for me before and she and there was a big big change with Debbie and uh, before she was kind of not sure of where to go, but suddenly now she's uh, on the road towards her business. And I'm so happy for Debbie. Okay, Debbie, let us start. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Okay. So uh, you know what, in this podcast, uh, in this Dream to Rise podcast, I always ask the guest 
uh, our guests to share their stories, you know, because that's how other people will be able to resonate and uh, see themselves in their in your situation. So, can you would you like to share something about yourself that brought you to where you are right now? Yes, Cynthia, it's been it's been a really long journey of of uh, after being married for 25 years. Uh, my husband was in an accident at work and had a head injury, and it caused him to shift into a totally different person. He became aggressive and manipulative and just kind of abusive. And so, after seven years of trying to um, do the best I could in the in the relationship and trying to get him the help he needed, but he refused to do. I had to make one of the most difficult, challenging decisions in my life to get a divorce. As many people who have been through divorce know, that's never what we anticipate being uh, going through at any point after being married. You anticipate that's going to be your person forever. So mm -hmm. when I had to make that decision, it kind of was devastating, overwhelming, and and brought me kind of to my knees and having to restart my life and having to reevaluate my identity as a wife and find a new way to look at things for myself after that. So, so that's kind of where I was. Yeah. So could you share with us um, some instances where in, um, because she was not, I don't know if he was aware of what he's doing because of the the accident right was he physically abusive emotionally and verbal? it was a combination of both things uh -huh. um emotionally majority of the time until i would like uh, stand up to him by trying to get him to believe understand that what he was telling me was not factual and then he would become abusive so it was it was kind of both and <laughs> in a combination so over the time I just had kind of had to find ways to maneuver around the situation to try to lessen the amount of um, hinder the physical part of it. I was able to kind of work with the, the mental part and kind of work with him as best I could. But there was times of physical abuse as well. Yes. Is it only to you or how about the children? It was primarily towards me. Oh, I see. Yeah. I took the brunt of most of it so that the kids didn't really get that much of it at all yeah that's so. the case no the moms mm -hmm. they would just sacrifice uh, uh, anything for just to save the children and then absolutely let yeah. them suffer and but where when was that time when you told yourself that oh my enough is enough when was that shift I think it was when um, that that second time he physically laid hands on me. I knew then that if I didn't leave, that it would escalate. And I needed to get myself and my kids out of that situation to create safety for them, as well as myself. I knew that because he wasn't in his right state of mind, he wasn't thinking clearly, and he was doing things that were not normal in his character. He was never like that before, and he wasn't able to really d distinguish between um, the thoughts and then the actions. So he would do things that were not like his normal character. So I knew that if I didn't 
distant myself, at least to be able to, to evaluate it more clearly. When you're in the situation, it's really hard to distinguish because you kind of get browbeat down emotionally to where you kind of like are in a fog and you're really not thinking clearly yourself mm-hmm. after days of no sleep or, you know, repetitive uh, emotional uh, behaviors that keep you kind of in a limbo, not knowing what's going to happen from one day to the next. So at that point, when he laid down on me the last time, I just knew in my heart that something had to change. At that point, I didn't initially plan on leaving permanently. I knew that I just wanted to get myself out of that situation long enough to evaluate what I needed to do. And then when I left for a day or two and was with my parents, and I went back home to try to check on the dog and check on him, he had changed the locks on the house. And so at that point, I just kind of felt like, not only are you shutting me out of your life, you're shutting me out of my house. And I knew then and there that it it was kind of like over. I couldn't do it anymore. I knew that it it was a breaking point for me, I think, at that point where, you know, you're not only cutting me out of your, your life, I'm not able to get through to you, but I'm also being locked out of my own home. Imagine uh, you even got back and then tried to visit him and check on him. And then you have discovered that, oh, I'm not wanted anymore. Then basically that's how I felt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So you moved to your parents, your mom's mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then was there a time wherein he would try to reconnect with you? No. Yes. He, a few times he would come. In fact, I tried to leave that open enough that he could come visit the kids if he chose to. Um, trying to keep it open to where he could come and see us. Um, however, because of some of the ways he believed, um, he would only do it on his terms. It was like, I'm only going to come see you if this, this, and this is in place. And a lot of the requests were really irrational. So we had to kind of work around that. But yeah, for a few months, we tried to accommodate those things. And then at that point, he just kind of stopped coming around and not really initiating any kind of contact. So so how were the kids in terms of uh, their relationship with their father? Um, it was a struggle because of some of the things they seen happen between him and I, they were not happy with the way he treated me. And so they, they started with, I tried always not to um, say anything negative about him in front of them or around them. Cause I didn't want them to think badly of their father. I know it was not technically his fault with the head injury, him not thinking clearly. So I never tried to distance them or, you know, pit them against him or anything like that. But, they could see that the behaviors he had were irrational and that they didn't feel safe around him because of those things. So because of that, it's kind of like they they struggled with it for a while. I got all of us in therapy so we could all kind of work through some of the issues and and kind of strengthen our bond and be able to uh, support one another during that time, the very first initial separation and, and uh, divorce so that we had each other to to keep our spirits up and 
and be able to work through the pain. But yeah, so it was rough on them, but they've come such a long way and they're so strong and resilient and, and determined young people. So. Okay. So what have you done when you were, yeah, you, you mentioned you had your therapy and uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure with the children and individually, no? Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, was that, did that help you? And yeah, initially um, I went for about a year and some of those tools year. and skills and tactics that they taught me were very beneficial, you know, journaling and, and um, taking time and self-care and bringing yourself back to the present moment and all those amazing skills were there, but there was still this kind of residual um, thought patterns that you ha can have and beliefs that kind of stay there in the subconscious mind. And so I was kind of struggling with that. No matter how much therapy or things like that, it's kind of seemed like that wasn't getting to the root cause of what I was struggling with. Mm -hmm. So later on, after I was out of the marriage for quite a while, maybe two years or so, I found out about a rapid reprogram. That's kind of the coaching that I do. So, and it, it gets to the root cause of the subconscious beliefs and helps you shift those beliefs. And it's amazing because you're able to get to the actual root of the pain rather than just use all the coping skills, which are amazing and beautiful and necessary, especially in the very beginning, because you're just in such a turmoil. You need those skills. But then after that time passes, if you aren't able to get to the root cause of the pain, you can continue to stay in the, the loops of rumination and doubting yourself and regret and, and, and anger and things that happen after a divorce. So when you can get to that root cause and use the rapid pre-programming system to help you work through the actual beliefs and shift those beliefs, it truly can give you peace and relief from the pain that you experience. I, I found it truly amazing for me because I was able to start seeing some of the beliefs I was carrying around with me after the traumatic experience of the, the loss of my husband in, in so many ways. And then the things I started to believe about myself that, you know, I was a failure as a, as a wife uh, that, you know, that uh, I was unlovable because I wasn't able to fix it and all these other things that just, they weren't consciously, I didn't believe that in myself, but subconsciously because of the, those beliefs, I would act in different ways that weren't beneficial to me. So when I was able to get to that root cause and start to, to work through those beliefs and shift those, I was able to see that, yes, I'm still lovable. You know, I was able to give myself examples of how I was still lovable and that I'm enough as a person, no matter whether I'm a wife or not a wife, you know, whether I'm a mother or not a mother. And there's so many amazing women out there suffering because they've gone through a divorce and many are not no fault, fault of their own. It's not like I intended to have a divorce or anyone else to, intends to have or go through a divorce. Whether you had to cho choose that yourself or you had that divorce kind of thrust upon you by whoever chose you know, their partner chose to do the divorce. 
just so many emotions and so many feelings that come up and so many thoughts that you can, you can kind of get stuck in Mm -hmm. and being able to have an actual system and a way to work through those um, is, is pretty, pretty amazing. So Mm -hmm. that's why I just really wanted to learn how it worked so that I could become a coach and help other women um, heal from, from the, the pain of divorce, the, the different emotions and, and turmoil that comes from it. I, I understand. I, I, I know that you have uh, gone through my program as well. Uh, Absolutely. And, and that's about belief shifting as well. I mean, uh-huh. did it help? It did. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Being aware of in, that there is other possibilities and being able to dream um, a new, a new life and set up a, a, a plan for that and take the steps and actions towards it are hugely beneficial. So yeah, I would, t- I would highly recommend your program for anybody to go through as well. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. I'm glad that, that it made an impact in the, uh, in your life right now. And as what you have mentioned, it's usually that's the major blockage, our belief system, mm-hmm. our thoughts, negative thoughts. But yeah. what I don't know how if it's okay to ask you, what yeah, yeah. Do you think was the root cause. Oh. Yeah, so uh-huh. so the way um the way our subconscious mind works is no, I mean related to your problem. To mine. Yes, okay. the, that's why you were able to move forward, move to the yes. next level. So so when I when I was able to get to I, I had all these emotions, like I would have anger or resentment or pain, but but under those uh, emotions are thoughts and beliefs that you talk tell tell yourself about those things. Like let's say you were angry because your partner got sick, or in my situation, I was angry because he got hurt. Uh, because you and were I, blaming yourself. I was blaming myself, especially uh-huh. when um, the day he got hurt, I told him not to go to work because I had a feeling he needed to stay home that day. He didn't didn't do it. And then he got hurt that day. So then I kind of blamed myself. So I, in some, my subconscious believed that I was to blame for him getting hurt. Oh, my. so I had that subconscious belief. But then when I was able to take and look at it, I didn't make him go to work that day. I didn't make him get hurt. And it wasn't his fault even that he got hurt. It was an accident. It's not anybody's fault that he got hurt. So when I was able to see that it wasn't my fault that he got hurt, I was able to show myself examples of that. Then your mind, your subconscious mind holds beliefs in like a, it's like a neural pathway. It's like a little groove in a field uh-huh. that path is tracked down or you know it makes like a groove in your brain if you believe something long enough it's going to keep that path there but when you can show your brain other possibilities it starts to loosen that neural pathway and give it the opportunity to make new ones mm-hmm. so when i'm able to show my mind new possibilities then it was able to start releasing that belief that yes, it was my fault. When I could see that it was it, my my mind and myself, I was able to start seeing it in a new perspective, mm-hmm. accepting that that it has 
there's other opportunities there. There's other belief, you know, beliefs that could be had in that situation. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's the main uh, sign. I mean, one sign of being abused that we always uh, blame ourselves. It, mm-hmm. uh, it was me who, who, who did this, uh, who, what do you call this? Uh, who, who made, made them do it? Act. Yeah, he made them yeah. act like that that way, and then yeah. uh, I provoked him, and so on and so forth. And right. um, because we have gone through the same, and right. I, I was also in that situation wherein I was blaming myself if I should have not, uh, for example, uh, mentioned this or or. Uh, or gave him this thing this would have right. happened this would have right. been, uh, I see yeah this. now when you mention about this um what was the first thing that you did during the the, the program or in your what uh, in to solve this uh this root cause what was mm-hmm. it that that really triggered you to really move forward and um and and me and made you feel that hey I'm now at the right path which gave you so much peace what was that which made you uh uh feel at ease that I believe now in myself and I have uh I'm moving the, to the right direction so when I, I think the the first thing for me was when I was able to see that there's new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like instead of thinking of my divorce as like the end of my life, I was able to see it as a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Being able to look at it as a chance for new discovery, a chance for um, me to reimagine who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up in the world, how I wanted to set examples for my kids, how I wanted to, um, you know, like dream again, kind of like you did in your program, you know, being able to imagine what I wanted my life to look like Mm -hmm. and be able to be open to the things that that all these new things are possible for me. So like about a couple of years after the divorce, I started making a list of all the things I didn't get to do during the marriage that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I literally started doing those things to explore. Oh, So like, you know, going hiking and I went to um, a rock climbing wall. I went and did that. And I went to some, some cookouts with some old classmates that I hadn't seen in years. And um, more time with my kids. We played lots of board games and got more connected and was able to ask them more questions and get more close with them and take time to just really journal and find out what things I enjoyed. Because a lot of times, and this this was my experience, it may not be for everybody, but a lot of times when you're in a marriage for a really long time and you spend so much time trying to make that other person happy, you just kind of lose touch with yourself 
and what you even like anymore because you're so focused on making sure they're happy, especially if there's any kind of emotional abuse there. You're trying to make sure that person is happy because when they're happy, then you don't get abused necessarily, mm-hmm. or at least for short times, mm-hmm. you know. So being able to kind of be that chameleon, you know, and kind of shift into whatever you think they need. Mm-hmm. But then after you come out of it, at first you're still lost in figuring out, okay, now that I don't have this person to just caretake for or, um, you know, take care of and keep them happy or whatever, then you're like, wait a minute, what do I even want? Yeah. You know, what do I like? What do I need? And then giving yourself that permission to just really say, what do I want? What do I need? And being able to just take the actions and start um, kind of picking through the things. Let's try this. Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, I'm going to try this other thing. Yeah, I like that pretty good, you know, and be able to just kind of pick out the new things that, that excite you and be able to kind of reimagine what you want your life to look like. And then when I went through my coaching program and was able to see that I could be a coach and help other people um, reimagine what they want their life to look like after divorce, be able to help them work through the, the anger and resentment and the, and the regret and all those things and be able to work past those feelings and not have to stay stuck there. And yeah, so I want them to be able to find that peace and joy that I found after being able to work through my own uh, limiting beliefs and be able to see all the amazing possibilities for our lives. So, yeah. What what I like, what you, um, when you mentioned about you took care of yourself. Absolutely. You took that, uh, that action of you taking care of yourself go you go you went hiking you you listed down what you want uh what you've been wanting to do which Mm -hmm. not done before because you're always taking care of him and so on and you went on hiking you had some cookout with your uh your your Mm -hmm. classmates previous classmates yeah now it gave you so much uh positive energy no and, absolutely and it yeah. improved your relationship now with your children mm-hmm. you absolutely. have more yeah. time with your children and now connecting mm-hmm. with new clients with new yeah people. and new friends new making friends. new friends uh-huh. yeah supportive amazing new friends that just encourage you to move forward and do the things they know that's going to benefit you and others is, is uh-huh. amazing too so. and uh, I could see that that positive aura coming from you now. Unlike before when I met you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that you're very happy now. And uh, I am, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm so proud of you because in uh, on top of your coaching, you still work. I do. Uh, yes. yes. It's uh, oh, it's an eight-har job, uh, or is it really an eight-har, or even more? No, sometimes more. Yeah. Oh, so because I know you. So, yeah, between time. between eight and ten-hour days, sometimes oh, depending on the schedule, and then I do my coaching in the evenings with my clients. That so, and obviously working to build my business so that I can transition to doing that full time and just have that my because that's my passion, wanting to help yes. others. Now but, I yeah. could- 
I could see you um, well, gradually doing this while you're mm -hmm. still working. And Absolutely. by that time, you like to retire early. That's it. Let go of that uh, that eight hour or ten hour job. Yeah. And focus on this. Absolutely, I, that's I'm my sure goal. You'll enjoy, yes. you'll enjoy more. Me, I I feel I I have so much joy and fulfillment just engaging with people, and mm -hmm. uh, it's different. It's really different when you're helping them, and that's absolutely. And yeah. that's now your purpose. Then we're so, everybody is constantly learning even about ourselves. And when, when you learn more about yourself and then you're able to help other people learn about their self, it's so gratifying Of course, to continue to grow and be able to help other people grow uh -huh. and heal from hurtful things. Just like me, I always, because I value human connection and I value knowledge sharing, whatever mm -hmm. insights you have shared with me. Oh, I I I see it in a different perspective, and uh, that's why I value uh, engaging with different people because Absolutely. they are able to teach me or widen my perspective in terms of how to view things. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I love the curiosity of it all. Being yeah. able to be curious about everything yeah. is, is kind of like, that's my superpower, being curious, because I love <laughs> being able to learn from everyone, and no matter whether um, I'm learning from my kids or yes. you know, my, my friends or, mm -hmm. you know, even coworkers or clients or anybody, you know, mm -hmm. no matter how much we learn, there's always more to learn. Of course. They, they we always say the the when when is that last time I know it's when you are under uh, on a underground or you're already six right when we yeah, we're when you stop learning exactly <laughs> exactly or at least I hope so because I don't want to ever stop learning but, of yeah. course uh huh so now you are it seems that you are now focusing on your. Um, that's um that's your goal now in terms of manifestation your 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 coaching business Correct. so what are your cur current challenges right now with manifestation so i think that it's honestly continuing continuing to um shatter more of the the limiting beliefs mm -hmm. no matter how far you grow in in your growth you know like growing into doing your business when you start out doing a specific kind of job all your life and then you have to shift into a new career or a new thing there's always going to be limiting beliefs coming up and so just working through more of those every day and finding the ones that are keeping me from taking the action and doing the things that I need to be doing in order to continue to grow my business I'm sure that those are you know they come up and then you work through them and then you go to the next level of discomfort or stepping out of sight of your comfort zone you find new things that come up and so there's continuing to work those things so it's like I work my system you know I work my rapid pro reprogramming on myself just as much as I would help my clients work on theirs because everyone has their own different beliefs based on their their childhood experiences or the life experiences they've had so everybody has different ones to work through Mm -hmm. yes yes so what may i ask what is your uh goal for the next 12 months 
to grow my business. To grow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then again, because I've, I, I, I've, I, it seems that you've answered my question in terms mm -hmm. of what is the major roadblock or barrier in achieving your goal, and that mm -hmm. is the limiting belief. Correct. And working those, yes. And then it is yourself that this mm -hmm. is the issue. And uh, you, you're now using the, what do you call this? The rapid re reprogramming, reprogramming system, system yeah. for you to overcome this limiting mm -hmm. Yes. Great, great, great. So uh, I, I'm so happy that uh, you are now really applying what you've learned and now mm -hmm. making an impact on others' lives, especially to your clients. And that's mm -hmm. that's now your, I'm glad you've discovered your purpose. Yes. <laughs> and thank you, Cynthia, for helping me work on that. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, and I'm so happy. So uh, what would you like to share or advice? Just uh, a short um, uh insight or advice which you could share which you'd like to share to our listeners one thing i love to share with everyone is show yourself compassion no matter what difficult challenge you've gone through or are going through right now just give yourself compassion know that everyone's gone through hard times and even if you're in the worst pit of feeling like it's never going to get better it really will just give yourself compassion in that moment. Find some things that work for you to get you past the most difficult time right now and know that you're not alone. We've been there mm -hmm. and you can do this and get through this difficult time and we'll come out the other side stronger and more capable than you ever imagined you could be. And that's the best gift that you yes. have to uh gain from that journey yes becoming the best uh, better version of yourself the best version of yourself absolutely uh-huh okay how debbie by the way how will they be able how can how will they be able to reach you how can they reach you our listeners so i'm on i'm on instagram uh debbie fourth wiggly i'm on facebook debbie fourth wiggly and i also have a website you can also find me at my website debbie fourth wiggly as well so, uh, dot com. Okay. Yes. DebbieForthWiggly.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Debbie. We had a wonderful time chatting and uh, thank you for opening up yourself <laughs> to all of us. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners were able to get a lot of insights and um, inspiration from you. And thank uh, you. So much for having me on here. And I hope that if just one person gets some small thing out of this conversation that we had today, that is a blessing to me and everyone else. Yes, because that will create a ripple effect. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Debbie, again. And it's really an honor to have you here. And um, to our listeners, watch out for our next episode and uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Debbie. Uh